What's up? This is Jeff Staple of the Business of Hype. And as everyone on planet Earth now knows, this is kind of a strange time that we're living in. With everyone hunkered down in their own homes, we were challenged with figuring out how to make a show, both logistically, because I typically interview all of my guests in person, but also like conceptually, like what do you guys want to actually listen to right now in the midst of what we're facing? What do y'all need right now? So we figured maybe let's call a bunch of the good people that have been on the show and just ask them how they're dealing and coping with Corona, both from a business standpoint, but also a personal one. I think hearing from people that inspire us will help us to figure out the footing in these uncertain times. I think we all go through this daily battle of figuring out big picture problems like family and unemployment and health while also tackling minutia, tiny details like when was the last time I washed my hands or do I have enough toilet paper and is it time to replace my mask or can I get away with one more day? These are definitely very unprecedented times. And so this is just our small part in attempting to gather us together and share some stories. I hope you're able to get something out of these. I know for sure it's helped me out a lot just to have these conversations. Okay, let's get into it. Yo, thanks for doing this. No, How are you? you? I'm all right, man. This is, you know, it's, it's, dude, every single day it gets weirder and weirder. Mm-hmm. And even though I know I'm okay, it's, you know, it's, it's a fucked up situation, bro. Yeah. I mean, and everyone around you is okay. Have you had any like, you know, effects within your tight knit family? Um, my brother, he got it. Um, he kind of falls in the category because he's 65, uh, 50. Fuck, my math is so bad right now. Oh, 55, I'm tripping. <laughs> okay. 55, you know, um, just a weird situation, man. It's just, it's, it's like I said, it's fucking weird, man. Yeah, yeah. So before we get too far into it, let's start with the basics. Uh, who do we have? What do you do? And where are you right now? Um, my name is Ben Baller. Uh, I'm a jeweler by trade. I think entrepreneur, for lack of a better term, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am currently in Los Angeles, California. How long you been holed up right now? Um, so looking at the calendar right now. Wow, great Macintosh. <laughs> iMac, what the fuck, man? Oh, here we go. Okay. So I have been officially in quarantine since March 4th. Damn. Um, I left the house the 11th. I left the house 20th, 30th, and uh, the 4th and 5th each time for about 30, 40 minutes. And pretty much only for essential things. And uh, so you're really trying to stay like you're not going out on like. Well, I can't. Da- you know, because daily of my son. grocery runs. No, because my son. So my son was tested on the 11th. I think he was. Mm-hmm. A, yeah, he was. My son was the first child or anyone under the age of 18 to be tested for COVID in California. Wow, because he has uh, some health issues, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, he has a he has severe. So because I've had such such like I'm I'm really I'm pretty I'm pretty deep I'm, I'm pretty deeply involved with this. I can't even call a foxhole. Well, I went to it. I went to a damn a mongoose hole. You know, I went. <laughs> yeah. I went deep into this. Um, couple reasons. I've been following it. I had to cancel some vacations early on. A lot of things going on. Um, my life in March consisted of Hong Kong and, and Tokyo. Tokyo mm-hmm. for business, and then Hong Kong for uh, Basel. Both got canceled uh, as things got closer and closer. Mm-hmm. I was uh, starting to realize this shit was, you know. No fucking joke. 
So uh, my son had got sick at the end of uh, beginning first week of March. Oh man! And um, a lot of people in America didn't know how how what were the surefire symptoms. Yeah, right. You know, everyone's like, "Hey, listen, man, if you have a cold, you have this. Look at this." Some people are like, "Oh, if you have a runny nose, no, that's not it. A runny mm-hmm. nose is not the the, the 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 sign of it." London, with his challenges of uh, respiratory illness, his respiratory therapist said, "Yeah, man, he falls in that category of the eighty-eight-year-old man with, uh, you know, bad lungs, everything, boom." Right. So, no matter how healthy he is now, because of his pre-existing conditions, you know, this is something that would would, would kill him. A lot of people are like, ah, it doesn't attack young people, you know, blah blah. Uh-huh. And I've been like, hey, listen, man, all right, cool. I've been very vocal about other things, but when it came to the age part, I kind of was quiet, you know skip to, you know, April 6th. And it's like, look, man, over 50% of the people have died in America have been under 44, you know? So it's, mm. you know, it's, it's a different situation here in America. Plus yeah. we have more obesity here. I've been following that. So one of the surefire things, which I didn't know, but I, I, I looked at it as I worried. And then when you find out later, you're like, oh shit. Like imagine you're like, you know, you're, you're, you're in search for a gauntlet and you're like looking for, you know, who knows what, and then someone later tells you, says, his, hey, man, if you saw the man with the pigeon shoes, you're close. You're like, uh-huh, really? Yeah. Like clues yeah. and shit, yeah. You know, because that's what it is. You'd be like, okay. And you would never know that. You just remember, oh, you did see that because it was a distinct thing. Uh-huh. Um, my wife's best friend, her husband got it. He got everyone in his house sick. Uh-huh. And his grandma died last week. Wow. I had him on my podcast and – I, I immediately interviewed him as soon as he tested positive, and he was probably the first one to get on a podcast interview because mm-hmm. there's tons of podcasts talking about it now. And I got so crazy in this that my podcast began trending in the mm-hmm. COVID-19 space, not entertainment, not music, not, not, not pop culture. I was trending in, in, in two different places, uh, in Luminary, Apple Podcast. I was trending in the COVID-19 space, and I've been – you know, speaking about it before, probably not mm-hmm. even not even one single podcast. Probably, I mean, I'm sorry, on the on the higher level, anybody in the top 200, whether it be Wondery, um, Wall Street Journal, you know, whatever, CNBC, mm-hmm. nobody had been speaking about it as 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 avidly as I have. So, yeah, I'm going to tell you what the, what the surefire six uh, simple thing was. And so, I'm interviewing my friend on the emergency podcast, and he tells me all the things that had happened, blah blah, whatever. Now, this is the scary part. The day he contracted COVID-19 mm-hmm. is the day me and him were supposed to meet in New York City. Wow. So this is the craziest part. I've been wearing a mask all through New York, the end of uh, the end of February and beginning mm-hmm. of March. And people I were looking see, at you like you're crazy I didn't, see, I didn't see one single fucking person in New York City wearing it. Now, right. I go to my agent and my agent goes, hey, bro, uh, we're going to go meet the owner of the Nets. You know, this, you, don't, you haven't been to Barclays yet, you know, which is crazy to me. Because you've been mm-hmm. to you know, Madison Square Garden. I'm like, hey, bro, I don't really go to Brooklyn unless I go see Brian Cause. Mm-hmm. And he goes, all right, listen, bro, you got to kind of try to calm down. Um, right now, it's like, you know, 545, bro. If we take a car, it's going to take, you know, an hour and a half to get there. He goes, let's just take the train. The train will drop you off right in front of Barclays. Right. And I said, hey, bro, let me tell you something real quick, dog. There's no motherfucking way in hell I'm going on a train. Or if it's impossible. <laughs> Wait, in general or because of the coronavirus? Because of, because of coronavirus. I knew immediately. Okay. And the crazy part was how crazy is this? It had already permeated through New York City at that point. Yeah, just they didn't, they like didn't silently. Know yeah. Nobody knew. Yeah, nobody. So I knew. So we take a car service. Boom. We get in the car service, and I get Clorox wipes, and I'm wiping down the seat and the door handles and everything. The guy's like, "Yo, bro, you, are you you're serious right now?" And I'm mm-hmm. like, "Dog, I'm not playing with you." Now my agent represents, you know, me and Don C 
are the only non-pro athletes that are signed to Excel uh, Sports Management. You know, they got oh, Tiger cool. Woods, they have Derek Jeter, they got 15% of the NBA, they represent a lot of stars. Mm-hmm. So my agent is kind of like, all right, now the beautiful part about my agent is he's an OG Nike talker and we met on Nike talk. Oh, cool. So what are the fucking chances, right? <laughs> so he used to run a sneaker website that was fucking legendary called sneakerpimp.com. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he's not Joe. It's his partner, Eways. Okay. So Eways, who is a pretty popular Nike talker, he's grown up a lot. You know, he's obviously mm-hmm. he runs a fucking – he's vice president of a fucking enormous sports agency in New York City, which is global. Yeah. So the whole time we're there, not social distancing so much, but I'm just careful. Mm-hmm. You know, I get out of the fucking car. It's not that cold. It's maybe like, you know, low 50s, high 40s. No, it's, it, I'm sorry. It's high 40s, mm-hmm. which is still warm as shit for New York City, right? Yeah. So I put my mask on. I'm wearing an N99 mask, not even a 95, I'm wearing a 99. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking through and then finally get to Barclays and like the security won't let me in with that mask on. Boom. No one really knows exactly what's going on. It's kind of still too early. Yeah. So I go to the game, whatever. Boom. When I go, the next day, I have some time, and uh, my partner, my boy's like, hey, man, let's go meet. Now, mind you, my wife has been best friends with this woman for 16 or 17 years. She's known her husband for at least 13 or 14 years. There's no way I'd wear a mask with this guy. Uh-huh. I wouldn't have. Right. There's no way. Right. This is my boy. Now, a couple things that happened. One, in late February, even mid-February, because I, I first mentioned on my podcast first week of February about it. Mm-hmm. I told people, I was, hey, man. If someone sneezes in the air and you happen to be jogging next to that person or you're in the, in the canyons walking, you come yeah. over. Three different huge doctors, virologists, epidemiologists were like, it is not airborne whatsoever. You have to stop this in there. Crazy. So then I have about maybe 30% of my DMs are like, hey, listen, you're a dumb fucking gook. You're stupid as fuck. I hope mm-hmm. if I ever fucking see you, I'll fuck, your, I'll fuck your shit up, dog. I'll fucking kill you. You're so fucking dumb. You're telling people the dumbest shit in the world, and I swear to God, I'm fucking unfollowing you. Mm-hmm. Then it'd be like, yo, man, you got to stop fucking pe- telling people this. You know what? You should stop wearing your mask. You mm-hmm. need to fucking give these masks to the people in healthcare. And I'm like, do you realize what you're saying? And it, 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 just, just think about what you're saying, okay? Just stop for one second and think about what you're saying. You're telling me. Because this dumb fuck, Jerome Adams, who could be maybe up there in the top 10 dumbest fucking people in, in public service history, is telling you guys not to wear a mask, which the tweet is still up on his page. You're the Surgeon General. And you're going right. to tell people, I'm from Asia. I go to fucking Asia. I, I can't tell you how much in the last eight years. Mm-hmm. And it's mask culture. Yeah. You're going to tell me that wearing a mask is actually not going to help me. Number one, that physically says that verbatim. Then number yep. two, you're going to say, it actually make it worse for me. Okay, okay. Check, check, Ridiculous. Check, check this out. Jerome Adams, you're the man that just said, and I, I, I added him on Twitter. Like I went directly at, mentioned him, and I said, you look like you're in pretty good shape. I mean, I'm sorry. I know physically, I'm just saying your appearance, you look like, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're, you're in your early 40s, you look good. You just publicly went on the record and said Donald Trump is in better health than you. This guy eats McDonald's five times a week. He has an insane, insane, largely ridiculous stomach. He's got to be at least 40 pounds overweight. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Really? Right. And then, you know, this guy is making nursery rhymes. Roses are red, violets are blue. Coronavirus won't get you sick, but yes, well, the flu or some shit like that. I'm like, yo, bro, are you guys fucking crazy? It's a joke. And, and so 
Now, mind you, remember, this is, you know, Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. So people are like, yo, you're fucking crazy. What are you wearing a mask for? Blah, blah. And I'm like, yo, fuck all you guys. I bought all my masks first week of February. You know, yeah. I bought like uh, two 15 packs and 95 masks for my family. I started stocking up and everything. I started telling my loved ones, hey, man, do this. A couple people who just know me, they say, you know, man, Ben hasn't been wrong, dog. Even if mm -hmm. he's like, hey, man, the sky is falling. It's like, maybe, maybe the sky is falling. Right, right. It's so crazy. A couple, a couple of these people have been like, hey, man. One of my boys is Lebanese, very traditional Lebanese family from Lebanon, still have, you know, family and property in Beirut. Dude hits me like two, three weeks ago. He's like, how the fuck did you know this was going to happen? I'm like, bro, I'm just telling you, man. I saw what happened in China. And I saw what's going on. Yeah. The, the airborne situation, they didn't even mention, the CDC didn't even mention that it was airborne through a sneeze and through breathing, through conversation until a week, you know, barely a week ago, maybe a week. Yeah. And, and the crazy part is my boy, Rich, who got in New York City. He got it from a job interview with a girl, a Chinese girl, who had went through all of Europe, Italy, UK, everywhere. She went on a five-week tour of Europe, came back. He has a 30-minute conversation with her in a fucking cafe in the Lower East Side. They're two, two feet from each other and just having a conversation. Right. He catches it. Dude, yeah. Daniel Arsham messaged me and says, hey, bro, I got that Soriyama 1000% bear brick dog. Come by my studio. I had to dead my homie and say, hey, dog, I'm so sorry, bro. I got to go to my boy's studio and get this fucking, this bear brick homie. Like, I apologize, man. <laughs> so I went to Arsham's studio instead of meeting my boy. Yeah. And when I get to wow. Arsham. Holy shit. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and I get to Arsham's. Arsham's a, a, a listener of my podcast. Uh-huh. He listens to all the episodes when he's going to work because he lives in Long Island. I guess he drives to the city, listens to the podcast. And he's like, hey, bro. I know what's up. So he has sanitizer on his desk and everything else, and he's already on it. Right. All the jewelers I'm talking to, none of these motherfuckers is tripping. Bro, I'm like straight up, I'm masked up. You know what I mean? The yeah. whole time. So I get back home, and my son gets sick, and he's real sick. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, fuck, man. So I'm like, you know what? The last place I want to go is urgent care. And now at this point, I'll be real with you. Hospitals weren't filled up in Los Angeles. Urgent care mm -hmm. wasn't. But it, it was a concern for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people are like, yeah. all right, dog, it's out there. Boom. And people are like talking about it. It got so bad that my son knew the word coronavirus. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we immediately pulled my both my kids, well, all three kids from school. My daughter only goes to daycare school, but we pulled all of them from school. Mm -hmm. And um, Even before the schools closed? Yeah. Before the schools oh, closed, wow. we, we pulled them. Wow. So um, And find out crazy thing is my uh, kid in my son's school got it. Different mm -hmm. grade, but still, you know, shit's fucking contagious like fuck. Yeah. So- we go to, we finally have to go to his primary care physician. And she goes, Hey, man, I'm so sorry. I just feel like you guys are overreacting. And I know London because I've studied him. Mm -hmm. And she even said, She goes, I don't think it is what it is, blah, blah. And I was like, Okay. So I said, What is it then? And she goes, He has some kind of a respiratory infection. I'm like, Hey, man, <laughs> that, that ain't. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of doctors who, who, you know, I mean, think about how long medical school is, right? How long is yeah. his, you know, med school? It's eight years, you know? Yeah. And how long is your residency? You know, I'll be honest with you. Really good doctors couldn't diagnose this. You know, it's too, you know, you, you just, you would think, no, you know, you've never been this. So she asked me, she said, have you been in contact with anybody? I was like, listen, man, I've been in contact with the world. You know, I've been, right. I shouldn't have had, but, but, you know, I've been wearing a mask and I've been doing this. And again, I really was in New York City. I was walking through Grand Central Station. I'm walking through with masks on the whole nine. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm telling her, she's like, nah, there's no way. So he gets tested for the flu, influenza. He gets tested for everything. Including corona? No, or not, no. not yet. Okay. okay. And he tests negative. Which is bad, right? Like That's scarier. the worst. That's the, that's the number. No one knew about this then. Yeah. If you didn't have the flu, 
a lot of people in New York and Los Angeles or any other city in America thought, oh, well, I don't have the flu, so I should be okay, right? Because mm-hmm. it would maybe I'd have the flu and then have this. When my boy got tested, his story of getting tested was one of the illest, chilling stories. He's in Westchester, right? And he said, uh, you know, he had to drive an hour to get tested. He had a call. I can't tell you how long. The only reason why he knew what it was is because of my podcast as well. Mm-hmm. And um, when he uh, went to go get tested, people had fatigues on. You know, he was at the testing yeah. site. He rolled his window down. The RB guy said, Roll your window up. I will use my firearm on you. Like that type Holy of shit. Everything. shit. Yeah, it was a really chilling experience, you know, because this is early on. And he showed video of the place. This fucking crazy military everywhere. And when he called the CDC, they said, We're going to ask you five questions. And the first question is, Have you been in contact with anybody that went to Wuhan, China, or has been to Italy? Mm-hmm. And he's Italian. He's like, No. And then uh, they said something else. Have you had any symptoms? Have you had a fever? Blah, 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 whatever. And then whatever. And I forgot. He said no. And then the third question was, have you tested negative for the flu? Oh, shit. And he said, yes. And when she said that, she said, I need you to hold on. This is the CDC, by the way, right? That's crazy. So he got nervous. He had a hold for two or three minutes. And then a specialist came on and said, how you doing? I'm going to finish your, your, your test for you. Boom. And then they told him. They said, okay. So- him not having any contact with anybody from you know those areas. Now, mind you, the the girl he met with, he didn't know she even fucking went on a fucking uh, uh, a, a expedition to Europe. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, he's just trying to figure out how the fuck he went in his car. Boom. You know, sat with this girl. Boom. Supposed to meet with me, couldn't. So he, you know, went to a magazine stand. There's nobody, you know, was open there. I didn't see anybody. Boom. Then uh, I think he might have stopped at it, but but he didn't like have a conversation with anybody or it was you know. And yeah. he also was was aware of this in uh, in early March because of my podcast. I've been talking about it a month now. So he goes home, he gets tested, he gets infected, and they said, "When you said all that you had, your symptoms, your fever, blah blah, everything else, you had a tickle in your throat. Even when you said you had a tickle in your throat, we're like, okay." And the the surefire sign I knew is having a tickle in the throat. That's what mm-hmm. I've heard from everyone that I know, and I I have sixteen friends who've had it, right? Uh-huh. And one who has had a, a relative die because of him in the house. And then my other friend, uh, he passed away a day. He passed away Wednesday last week and he's 37 year old. Uh, you know, a friend of mine died from it. So perfect health, by the way. So, and um, that's the consistent thing. Tickling in the throat was consistent amongst that, all of those. Every people. single one. Every wow. single one. Um, there are the very few people like Kevin Durant who didn't really have any symptoms, you know? Yeah. Cause he's just Superman. Like, yeah, he is. He really is. Yeah. And he even messaged me about shit when he sees how much I'm talking about it. You know, he sees my stories. I'm, I'm so fucking, I'm like so active in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if anything, I've become less active in the social media space because I've said everything I needed to. I can't tell you how many people now in the last two weeks have been like, shit, dude, you're right. Fuck Ben. Hey Ben, I'm sorry, dog. You're right. Now all of a sudden it's a requirement to at least wear a cloth mask and blah, blah. And people look like I'm yeah. a fuck, like, you're a fucking dumbass. And they were only saying that this week on CNN, like, oh, you should put masks on. But I remember when they were like, you don't need to wear masks. And even back, I was like, no, I'm going to wear a mask. I'm sorry. Yeah. It makes no sense to not wear a mask. But it's different, Jeff. Me and you have both you know, been to some places. I mean, I know you probably don't remember this. When I saw you and your wife at the Dubai airport, yeah, I was wearing a cloth mask in the airport. And that's just that's just that's just typical behavior for me mm-hmm. in an airport. Yeah, it's very common. You know, I got that from G Dragon. Mm-hmm. G Dragon wear a mask everywhere. It's just part of the, it's it's a culture. It's you know it's, it's just yeah. Asian people do. And um um you know anyways it's crazy. What, what, you know, what, I want to ask about your your business. Yeah, go ahead. Um, your core businesses like I know you have a retail store right in in yeah. Beverly Center. 
yeah. you have your, your custom work. How has that been affected since this? Is I, I would imagine my assumption would be that like everything is on hold right now just because of priorities, no? Yeah, I have. So my, my, my retail store has been closed for a few weeks now. Mm-hmm. Um, my factory got closed a week after the essential thing. And, the, and uh, what was crazy is I got some GS employees. I have mm-hmm. some workers who are just, listen, man, these guys will work through fucking 9-11 if they're inside the fucking trade center. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> these dudes. Yeah. So two of my best diamond setters, they're handicapped. One has a hunchback. The other one has, uh, he has a deformity on his arm. Mm-hmm. And then I have another guy also who, who works with me and he has a, a, a leg missing. Now you got to remember when you have some, some, some things like this, if your hands work mm-hmm. and your eyes work, you know, these guys can do tedious things where imagine looking at a small little diamond, you know, yeah. a one millimeter size diamond. And they're smaller than that even. Think about setting 300 to 400 of those in a day. It, it would drive you absolutely apeshit. It's yep. no jigsaw puzzle could even fucking compare to that. Yeah, okay. Totally. I'm talking about like the 50,000 piece jigsaw puzzle. It couldn't even compare to that. I'd rather it's do that. It's just like white, like there's no picture on it. It's just yeah. like an insane yeah. operation. You know, now, again, remember, you're literally drilling these holes by eyesight. You know, mm-hmm. and when they say micro pave, that's when you use a microscope to do the smaller holes. And like, remember, I said diamonds. I've said everything. It's just like Wolfgang Buck. He could sit here and throw a pizza in there, start making it. He ain't got that. He got a sous chef. He has this person to prepare this. Yeah. Wolfgang Puck comes in with those little spices and makes it all good because he's been doing that. So like with yeah. me, I got guys who will fucking work through. They don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Now, because our building is a known factory where, where the behavior of what's going on there is they know what's up. These Korean yeah. people or whatever. Um, or you know Armenians at work, so a lot of old people work there. They shut down our factory. They have a security guard at the front, and there's even a police officer parked in front, and he's there with security guard. They won't because let they anybody... know your guys will work if, yeah. if allowed. Oh yeah, my God. we can't we can't even go to the safes. We can't go get like if I needed to get something important, whatever. So the factory's been closed. Um, my retail and you probably been had closed. backed up orders anyway. Yeah, you didn't want you didn't want to know. So like, how long? What was the what's the waiting list to get a piece at this point? So probably December. Wow. This year, and I, yeah. I I cancel a lot of jobs. So right before this all happened, it was already happening, and I said, "Fuck it, son of a bitch, dude. Mm-hmm. What the fuck, am I gonna do? I have until March nineteenth to finish this J Balvin Murakami piece because if I don't, mm-hmm. we're gonna be done." Yeah. So now J Balvin orders eleven chains for me. Right? Did you hear what I just said? Eleven. Eleven. Okay. Now listen, you're not you're not ready for the best part. Every single one is a Murakami uh, commission chain. So imagine one, not just a fucking you know what what level of detail I got to be on, um, but imagine the 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 cost. Yeah. So <laughs> it's insane. I have eleven. Yeah, I have Afrojack. I have some pretty major like EDM European global wide you know famous DJs people in there. I'm like fuck, I gotta push this dude's job back. Boom. And I tell J Bab and I say, hey bro. <laughs> I love how I you just it. tell people who got who just got shafted. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I said, I got I got to be honest with you. I was like, Jose, there's a point in time where he's DMing me. He's he's texting me. He's leaving comments. This is a guy who has 30 million followers. He's leaving comments on all my three most recent pictures. Ben, stop ignoring me. Please call me. I'm ignoring him for sure, right? Uh-huh. I go on Instagram live to talk about COVID-19. He goes on there leaving comments on my Instagram live like, Ben, stop fucking ignoring me. Call me. So at a certain point, I can't ignore this guy anymore, right? Uh-huh. So I call him, tell him, I say, listen, my son's really sick. And he was. My son uh-huh. was really sick. He had just tested negative for COVID-19. I, by the way, anyways, I went to get him tested. You know, he got negative, boom, which is great. I still think that his test, there's a 
30% chance my son's test was not good because it was an early test uh, and that we all got sick in the house. All of us got real sick, something we did. But there's still – I'm not taking the fucking chance. You know what I mean? I don't mm-hmm. think because – you know, going on, Jay Balvin goes, uh, hey, I got to get this done. I need this, this, and this. My album comes out March 20th, Colores. You know, Murakami did the artwork for my for my album. I have this, this, this. I'm like, bro, you need to calm the fuck down. Hold on one second. He is so serious that he wired me up. I've never in my life, dude. And uh, man, Jeff, I've told you, I've, I've dealt with the craziest people in the world. I've dealt yeah. with people who are richer than him, dealt with this and that, whatever. I've never received a wire for a million dollars. In less than 30 minutes. And it literally showed up in, in even my cousin goes, Hey bro, I don't even think John Mayer Drake. I, I've never seen no shit like this right. before. This is that shit came boom. One zero 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 comma zero zero zero. Like it was fucking insane. I was like, I right, boom. He hung up the phone and in 30 minutes you got a million dollar wire. No, no, no. It wasn't even he hung up I, I can't explain to you. Like the wire was was showing. It didn't even say incoming, it was showing available on our side. This motherfucker is listening <laughs> right. to Columbia. His his business manager is in is in uh is in fucking Miami, not in fucking you know he's in Colombia. Like yeah, I've never seen no shit like this before. It's like some Jason Bourne shit. Like yeah, check it was now. <laughs> it was some, it was crazy. So um, wow. so I'm like, all right, I got to get this fucking going. Mm-hmm. So we were able to finish one big piece. It was a, uh, it was just more tedious than than difficult wise. Yeah, and uh, we were like, hey, listen, let's just get this going. And to be honest with you, even at around like. March 31st, when everyone in the entire world is pretty much shut down. Jay Balvin's FaceTime me. He's like, hey, bro, so can you guys break into your factory and work? And I'm like, motherfucker, no, I could do, dog. What do you want me to do, man? <laughs> and he understood. Like, and thank God. Mm-hmm. So thank yeah. God, if it wasn't for Balvin, I'd probably be in a way worse situation because um, um, he, fronted he fronted me. Plus, on that. top of that, he understands the profit margins, uh, commission fees, you know, for economy, blah, blah, the my, you know, certain things. And so, like, all right, well, Technically, you know, I got maybe, I don't know, you know, maybe a half year's work, whatever, done, whatever there. And so like mm-hmm. uh, Chinese Lunar New Year's, obviously, you know, but most people don't know. It's the largest holiday for Chinese people, bigger than anyone's birthday, bigger than anyone's, uh, you know, it's the biggest holiday period. So with Lunar New Year yeah. shut down every year, we always order a bunch of EVS pens before. This is the first mm-hmm. year in five years we didn't do that. And uh, we kind of had a lot of stockpile. And then they said, oh, they're going to extend Chinese New Year another year, another week. And I'm like, fuck me, man. Yeah. Now, I didn't know that it yeah. was going on. I kind of heard from, from people there. And my business partner owns – he owns everything from skyscrapers to a couple hospitals, everything. He started telling me, he goes, hey, Ben, I don't want to be a fucking jerk. You know, he said, but can you get that technology from where else? He goes, actually, right now, no one makes those, that vape pen except in China. He's actually in China. You know, mm-hmm. He's like, hey, bro, I'm going to tell you right now, you're not going to get those pens. I'm like, because the disease, it's not going to get free. He goes, no, Ben, listen, all freight right now is, is shut down. Nobody's sending any freight out. And, and he sent me a video of him driving in a Rolls Royce through Beijing. And mm-hmm. I remember the street because it was where my hotel was, the Four Seasons. And he was driving from one area to another. And I said, hey, bro, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. What, 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 what's going on? And he goes, Ben, there's nobody on the street. I'm like, how are you driving? He goes, I mean, I have a very, very severe clearance. He's a billionaire. And he goes, do you see how fast I'm driving? I'm like, yeah, dog, you're going like what? 35, 40 miles per hour. He goes, have you ever been 35, 40 miles per hour on the streets to Beijing with me and you? I was like, never in the history of fucking world. Not even if it's 1 a.m. in the morning. It's true. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. I had a nightclub appearance and it was five kilometers, right? Uh-huh. And it took an hour and 10 minutes to get there. We could have walked there faster, you know? Okay. Now, you know, Beijing yeah. is no joke. Yeah, the traffic's ridiculous. So he's showing me an open road. I'm like, hey, bro, come on, stop. He goes, hey, man, what? Well, you know, come on, man. Like, I'm 52 years old. You think I got time to games with you, man? I don't have time right. to fuck with you. 
So I called my business partner. I was like, hey, bro, um, China shut down. They're like, yeah, we know. You know, my, my, my business partner is Chinese, but he's not really Chinese. Like, I mean, he Native is what he is. Chinese. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, he goes, look, bro, we're going to be all right. You know, another week, this should have died down, you know, and then uh, whatever. So they get quarantined. And my boy goes, hey, bro, don't worry about, it. you know, the quarantine to be over. We're going to get our shipment. Don't worry. And I'm like, hey, bro, let me tell you something real quick. There's way more people dead there than you think. Ain't no you know, 1100 people dead right now. This is early. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, Hey bro, mm-hmm. my business partner owns a fucking factory there. He just put me on in a group chat with this Hong Kong news reporter. That's been interviewing people at the funeral homes. Dog, there's like, you know, several hundred thousand people infected already. And he's like, mm-hmm. what? are you, have you, have you lost your fucking mind? And that was another thing I said early on. And then finally the news finally released that China had been lying by 20 to 30, 40 times the numbers that they had, you know, deaths yeah. and infections. So anyways, to this day, there's still no freight coming out of uh, – of, um, and the fucked up part about it is our factory is like 20 minutes from Hubei district. Oh, wow. So it's just a fucked up situation. They say everything's so you open. you have no stock of the pens? I have, none, I have nothing, dude. Wow. I have nothing. And when, when do you think it will come in now? What are they saying? I mean I'm hoping July. Shit. Because – so my buddy had car parts coming mm-hmm. and he got a shipment. It shipped. He showed me the tracking. It shipped. Uh-huh. That motherfucker was sitting. It, it said it was in Los Angeles. That motherfucker was there for. I'm not bullshitting you, Jeff. Thirty days. It was sitting in Los Angeles. Like it didn't. I don't know if it was in customs. I don't know. You know, like USPS. It, when you do the EMS tracking, it says yeah. here and this. He said it just kept moving, saying, "Oh, your, your thing is on on way here, on here." But it, it said landed U.S. Customs. Uh-huh. It took thirty days, and the crazy thing is, he still hasn't got it yet. So I don't know how long uh-huh. customs is holding everything. I don't know. And again, these are fucking vape pens. This is something that people are telling like, hey, man, don't do the don't smoke vape you know, from China. Like, you know, like I have no clue. So with that said, yeah. um, my main business is uh, 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 my my two main sources of income mm-hmm. are have been both been frozen since, you know, since last month. Um, the only That's thing crazy. that that, you know, I mean, obviously I have art, you know, I have this I have real estate, but the only thing paying the bills right now is my podcast. And I never in a million years would think that happened. Right, <laughs> I know that was like the hobby. Yeah. Now that's the main income. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you too, because you interact with a lot of people on social media. You've gone out a couple of times. What hard truths have you been noticing about just human nature in general? Like, are you seeing the positive, or are you seeing the worst of mankind right now? I don't think anybody's seeing the worst of mankind. I, 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 I think it's going to take another month. By mid-May, see, people mm-hmm. miss their first paychecks April first. Mm-hmm. Yep. People are going to miss their next pay, pay periods April 15th. It'll get more serious then. It's getting ugly right now. Um, I'm starting to see the people who are out of work and everything else. Uh, yeah, all my layoffs. all my employees that, that work for me at, at home, um, landscaper, gardener, housekeeper, nanny, uh, I'm paying all of them like 70% of, the, of their salary still, even though they're not allowed okay. in the house. My in-laws aren't allowed home. My mom's not allowed here. Nothing. Nobody's allowed in this house. Mm-hmm. And um, So you're paying your workers even though they're not working? Yeah. How long can you do that for? It's like a moral, but also a financial question. I think I told my wife, I said, look, we'll stop in like, you know, maybe September, October. After that, I got to stop. Wow. Yeah. You're a fucking saint, dude. And I mean, look, bro, I got no income. I, yeah. I fed 75 people last week, Postmates. And I was only $50, but still, man, 75 people got mm-hmm. $50 Postmates. I sent like $100 cash apps here, $200 here, $300 here. Some girl showed me a picture, a video of her uh, her three kids. She had a newborn. Well, a newborn, like a seven-month baby. She had no money for mm-hmm. formula. And I was like, fuck, man. Let me, I sent her 300 bucks. I just felt bad. I was like, you know what? I got to stop reading these DMs because it's really bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll be broke. You're going to send yourself to the poorhouse. Yeah. Yeah. So so going on, um, 
you know, I think it's, it's going to get a lot more real. I think mm-hmm. uh, the situation with the economy, I've been, I've been watching so many things I've, I've watched. And I even said this, and there's a guys who are like, you know, you got the, the hedge fund guys who probably have made. Now, again, don't, I'm not judging anybody. I'm just telling you. You got these hedge fund guys on Instagram that are in their early 30s. They might have a net worth of like 600, 800 grand. You know, they've done pretty well for themselves and whatever else. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know how fucking stupid you sound on my my um my post where I posted uh damn it from the Utah Jazz who got the uh, coronavirus. The idiot who's like touched all the mics and the table. Ex- exactly. You look at Jeff. You are like definitely like a, a pretty ch- like you're a conscious person. You just said idiot. I, yeah. I my, my my accountant my accountant is the kind of guy. He's so proper when it comes to right. never saying Asian, not saying Oriental, not saying, you know, saying Asian, even with everything, whether it be in Middle Eastern, he just be, you know, he won't address a certain things. He has like, I think he has maybe six followers on Instagram. He doesn't say anything. He commented, he goes, what a fucking dumbass. That's what he said on the comment. He goes, I can't be, he just went and like deliberately touched everything. And he had it at that point. It's probably asymptomatic yep. had it. So anyways, going on, people were in my comments on that post saying, do you know how fucking insane you sound right now? And these are pretty, you know, logical people. Like, do you yeah. know what this would do to our economy if they shut down all the business? You know how crazy you sound? And I was like, that was, you know, weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I said on my podcast, which comes out in like 20, 30 minutes, I was like, hey, listen, people have said that will never happen. You know how crazy you sound? Mm-hmm. Guess what? It's happened. Now, it's now happening. what? Now what? Right. Now the crazy part is there's still people out doing stupid shit all over the place. So I think, yeah. you know, they upped it. They're like in New York City, you know, if you're not doing an essential thing, boom, you could be signed a citation of $250 or 300 bucks. It could mm-hmm. be a misdemeanor fine. You know, um, if you don't stay at home, there's this, this, and this. People who are promoting parties on Facebook, wherever else, they're getting fucking arrested. They're getting, you know, they're getting prosecuted. They're actually going through with uh-huh. it, even though the courts aren't open. You know, yeah. there's a, I have a friend of mine who's filing bankruptcy and uh, he goes, hey bro, guess what? I was like, what? He goes, uh, um, I'll, you know, I'm filing bankruptcy. I was like, I know you told me. And uh, he's like, no, no, let me finish. I'm like, okay, what? He goes, bro, my bankruptcy is not going to go through until December or January. I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, nah, bro, what are you talking about, dog? Like my dad's friend filed for bankruptcy, you know, like a few years ago. He goes, Ben, there's like seven, eight million people who filed for bankruptcy right now in California. I was like, what? I was like, what? He goes, holy shit. He goes, yeah, man, because your dad filed for bankruptcy. What happened? I was like, I don't know. It was like a month or two later. He was good. He goes, yeah, bro, there's so many people. It's so backed up. This, you know, the, the state capitals in Sacramento, there's nobody in the courts. He's like, it's so backed up right now. That's my situation. And I'm like, so what are you going to do? And he goes, I'm just not going to pay my credit card bills. I'm like, okay, what about your this? He goes, well, you know, Eric Garcetti and, the, and uh, Gavin Newsom, the governor of the state of California, has said there'll be no evictions. So I'm not going to pay my mortgage either. I'm like, are you, are you fucking serious? He goes, Ben, I, I, he goes, I, I, you know, and he works for a business mm-hmm. that he still has a job. Mm-hmm. But wow. he was already going through a little bit of a trouble financial situation, mm-hmm. and he's like, "All right, well, um, I'm going to keep one credit card, chop that down." And he said, "What happens is when you fuck up your credit, and I never knew this actually, even though I know a lot about credit." He goes, "When you fuck up your credit, let's say you default the car loan, you default two other credit cards. If you have like a fifteen thousand dollar limit on your one card, and you're keeping up on that, most likely they see what your credit shit is on the other cards, and they'll fucking decrease your credit limit on that card, even though you made good mm-hmm. on that card." Yeah. Right. So he goes to, to protect themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they see the, the, the sign. And so he's like, so I'm not making, I was like, well, why don't you just try to get a forbearance or at least try to get, you know, the six major banks are doing um, six months uh, deferred payments. Cause I, I did that yeah. with my, my mortgage. I had to, and mm-hmm. people are like, oh, you're rich and blah, blah. And I'm like, Hey man, look, no, it's just smart. I'm not, 
yeah. I'm probably not going back to work, you know, until maybe, you know, mm-hmm. either late holiday season or early 2021. And again, now, remember, I haven't been very vocal about things in the last week or two because everything I said two months ago has been come to true, right? Yeah. It's come to fruition now. So now what I'm telling people that there ain't going to be no sports, you know, there's going to be no fuck, fuck NBA season now. There ain't going to be no NBA right. season next year. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no, yeah. and, and they're like, yeah. what are you, you know how fucking crazy you sound? I'm like, here we go again. Mm-hmm. I'm like, explain it to me real quick. Okay. Please tell me. Okay. October. 2020, right? You're going to enter fucking San Antonio Spurs. You're going to enter that stadium? And he goes, yeah, why not? I was like, okay, that stadium, they they hold 32,000 people. How are you going to social distance in October? He goes, what are you talking about? We'll have a contained. I'm like, motherfucker, there's no vaccine, dog. How are you going to, all it takes is one dick fuck, you know? To to start all over again. And and listen, now, because it's all over the world, that guy could come from fucking Brazil, which doesn't have Mm -hmm. an insane amount of cases. They were like one of the last countries to get it. Someone could come from Brazil, bring it into fucking San Antonio, then you guys get it, and you can't tell. He goes, see, dude, you got to stop living this paranoid life, man. You got to breathe. You got to relax. I'm like, dog, I'm being real, though. I'm so sorry mm-hmm. for being real. That right. it's, And he goes, dude, you're just letting the government control people. This, that, whatever. There's a big agenda. I was like, oh, my God, here we go. He's like, there's new world order. You know, They're going to make people start wearing you know, uh, you're going to get a fucking uh, a bracelet. They're going to put a microchip yeah. inside. You know, I was like, dog, I've heard all the conspiracy. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. So for me to say this is not be a conspiracy theorist, don't you think you should just. So anyways, going on. Yeah. I know that we're not going to work crazy. for a while. So I, I took um, I took the, the, the six deferred payments. I'll be honest with you. I know people right now listening like, yo, you sound crazy. Like, look, dog, I know a guy who's one of my closest friends who's worth at least $100, $120 million. High majority of his business is from where? China. He told me as of March 27th, he's lost 40% of his net worth. That's $50 million, Jeff. Mm-hmm. So he said, I said, like, what you doing? But you can't just fucking open your fucking factory. He goes, Ben, it's soybeans. He's like, you know how soybeans it takes to make fucking soy sauce? He's like, do you know how many contaminants? He goes, one of my employees was sick. And I was like, one employee out of like a thousand. He goes, Ben, man, that shit spread through there. You know, yeah. who the fuck? They couldn't get tests. It's all fucked up. He's like, and he's like, if I let these motherfuckers work, I can imagine how many people I can contaminate with. He goes, I don't know. I goes, well, I'm hearing that you know it can't live on food. He goes, he goes, Ben, man, you know, and he's one of the guys that got me in a group chat because he has a he's donated to a lot of hospitals and stuff, so he knew a lot about it too. Mm-hmm. But he's like, bro, my factory's just shut down. There's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. So he lost a big part of his net worth, and he just said, pretty much now his business is done, and he's gonna have to just rely on like his commercial real estate stuff, which he's like, I got two strip malls right now, no occupancies. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. he has tenants, but how are they going to pay rent? Yeah, you know. Right. And then uh, he owns a, a couple of duplexes. One place he'd been building next to the Grove. Mm-hmm. You're talking about the best prime location in Los Angeles, right? He got all four units rented. The last one just happened in uh, February. And he's like, Ben, nobody's paying rent right now. It's like, yeah. what the fuck are you going to do? So with all that said, you know, um, I have been able to uh, push a lot of my uh, my bills, you know, for either whether it be two, three months and the mortgage for six months. And that helps extremely. Yeah. How are you um, just staying level-headed and sane? Because I know you travel a lot, you meet people all the time, but now that you're just in your house, you know, and granted with your family, which is great, but are you sort of getting like itchy island fever? Like, do you want to go, you want, do you need to bounce? Are you staying stable? So a couple things, man, you know, um, and I like saying disclaimers before I say things because people don't ever want to hear, people don't want to hear, they don't want to, they don't want to hear, you know, my life, they're, they're just like, fuck you, whatever. Like you're talking about a guy who used to work at Burger King, make three seventy-five an hour, you know, a guy who had, a, you know, lived in, you know, shitty ass one bedroom apartments that had fucking roaches in it, whatever, you know, 
was broke, moving with my sister, you know, in my late twenties, there's different things about my life. Look, man, life ain't fair, man. I'm sorry. Uh It just ain't. The more you prepare for it, even for people who, I said six months ago, when me and you did the podcast, Mm -hmm. I said, Hey man, a recession is coming. I said that. Mm -hmm. And I said, look at that. So I was kind of like really being careful. Um, I was, uh, looking at some houses, which I don't know why, but I was, and, um, you know, I built my home from the ground up. Mm-hmm. I live in a 5,500 square foot house. And I think that helps a lot because right now I'm in one of the guest rooms. And, you know, right. like right now we turn the maids quarters, we turn that bedroom and get everything to like, like kind of like a playroom for the kids. And so like, we have a lot of rooms to play with. Cave. Yeah. I have a man cave that, you know, 1800 square yeah. feet, you know, I have a pool. And even though like, it's been like in the low sixties, high fifties here, I have a pool that's 98 degrees. It feels like bath water. You know what I mean? It's warm as fuck. So we go swimming and uh, our neighborhood is a beautiful area. And like, you know, it's a very child-related area, but people are social distancing. But like, you know, like I bought my son a new bike. My other son inherited his bike. So we've been riding, doing things like that. So, you know, the important thing is once a day, we're either swimming, we're taking Mm -hmm. a walk, you know, it is stay at home, but they're not saying we can't take, you know, we can't do that yet. Yeah, but, you could walk around. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're taking walks and... Um, and it's helping for you to just maintain like some yeah. level of sanity. Yeah. And one of the times that we took off this weekend was I drove the kids to the mountains because there's snow in the mountains. Uh-huh. So we got in the minivan, we packed up the EpiPens. I've even packed up my, um, my minivan has an AC adapter, you know, so you could actually have like regular AC power. And yeah. we put packed as nebulizer. I have a, which is, you ready for this? This is the craziest shit in the entire world. So I got two nebulizers, right? I have I have these little things where I could even, you know, I have one of those like, uh, you know, the battery packs are like the um, like a Mophie type of thing, like a, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. I have ones that are like thirty three thousand MBP, uh, MH, some shit, whatever, MAH, whatever. MHZ, yeah, megahertz, yeah. And so like you could charge a computer with it, literally. So yeah. if I have to go on a plane and the plane for some reason doesn't have AC power, I could use that for a nebulizer if my son has an attack on the plane. Uh-huh. And a nebulizer is like, you know, I don't know if you know, you know what a nebulizer is or no. No. Okay, so a nebulizer is a mask that. It could put out oxygen. It could put out um, albuterol, which is a steroid for an asthma attack. And it's like a treatment. It's like it's like the mask that you wear at the, at the hospital. Now, okay. on the other end, I have an oxygen regenerator. So that's mm-hmm. like an oxygen tank um, wow. because they say 15 minutes of pure oxygen change your day. And it does. I even have it here. I don't, I don't take advantage of it. And like now, I'm kind of like, all right, um, I have you know an Echelon bike, which is uh, similar to a Peloton. I think it's better. But you know, it was one of my endorsements for my, for my podcast. Thank God I have one because I've been able to exercise and I didn't exercise when it wasn't a pandemic, you know, and I've been exercising. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing that is the most insane shit ever is in November around Thanksgiving, I bought a ventilator. You bought a ventilator yeah, had, for your house? I had to because my son, Yeah, you know, he used the nebulizer or anything else. I said, hey man, um, it's going to get- How much is a ventilator? It was a lot, dude. It was a, like a car, a lot. No, uh, yeah, cheap car. A, a, you know, a cheap yeah, used car, like a Kia. <laughs> yeah. So wow. I, I bought one, and uh, it was crazy because it was a uh, flu season again. Mm-hmm. And uh, I won't get too much into my son's. Anyways, bottom line is we have one. So it was, you know, we go into the minivan, we pack it up with the epipens and uh, baby wipes and sanitizers and everything and blah blah and this fucking uh, nebulizer, everything, bottles of water. We have everything we need. When the kids had to go to the fucking bathroom, they could. There's a lot of space in the minivan, so <laughs> we take the whole family and we go on a drive and we go to the mountains and we just chill. And I think even that. You know, the kids that I've been in the mountains, even when we went on, on, on quarantine and uh, yeah. just certain things like that. I've been, I've been, I've been, we've been fortunate to do certain things. You know, gas is insanely cheap. Um, right. I think. And no traffic. You could actually like. There's a little, there's no tra- there's, there's a little traffic, but the thing is this, you could still go a hundred, no problem. There's definitely, you know what I mean? Like there's no, mm-hmm. like what I mean is you could go a hundred miles per hour at 5 p.m. on a Friday and yeah, you're crazy. not going to rear end anybody. 
you know, but there's still right. cars all over. So when you said, am I going a little stir crazy? 72 in the last 72 hours is when I said, okay, man, look, man, by this time last year, I was already on 30, 40 flights. You know, I, I, I missed my apartment in San Francisco. I'm starting to get crazy. My wife is like, you know what? I don't want to hear shit. People mm-hmm. have it real fucking bad. So yeah. this is the part why I said, uh, it's a disclaimer. I said, you know what, man? I haven't been in my Ferrari in fucking three or four months. I have one Ferrari that's a daily driver and I have one that's like, I rarely drive. Mm-hmm. I fucking dusted it off. I moved some cars around. Boom. I took the car out for like a 20 minute drive. I drove 14 miles, seven miles west and then seven miles back home, you know? And I get in my Ferrari and I was like, holy shit, man. This is like the best fucking time to drive. I went like 155, 160 miles per hour just to get some steam off. And then I came home. It was like a really quick trip, you know? I was like, fuck. And uh, I filled the gas tank up and I wasn't even paying attention until I saw, I was like, wait a second. 36 bucks. That's not possible. It's impossible. It's like near 60 bucks to get a fill up. And I was like, wait a second. What yeah. the fuck? Gas is ex- insanely cheap. And you right. know, this is a fucking car that, that, you know, I get three and a half miles per gallon on this car, you know? So it was just, it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I just drove home and, and that was how I've been dealing with it. And, uh, you know, we've been quarantined for, for almost seven weeks. Yeah. And um, what do you think are going to be the, like, if, if I had to ask you to predict the long lasting effects? So like, let's go like nine to 12 months out now. The curve is flattened. They're starting to let people out, let people back to work. Do you think we're going to just go right back to restaurants, movie theaters, concerts? Like now, you and you personally, would you be comfortable doing that? Okay, I'll tell you this now. I I'm not going to a restaurant, me personally. Now this year, <laughs> this no, calendar year, you ain't going to a now, restaurant. This, this is where it's different because I'm not like everyone else, right? Everyone else doesn't have a high at risk person living in their home who has nobody yeah. else to, to take care of them. You know, my son's right. not even eight years old, you know, and like, yeah. um, you just can't endanger it. I, I can't, I can't lives. risk it. Cause again, yeah. you know, they said that he's in the single digits of chances to live mm-hmm. because there's two strains of coronavirus going around, right? There's a one strain that got Kevin Durant. And then there's a one strain that got my boy. I'll just say Jay. I won't say his full name. Mm-hmm. He passed away. Um, with that said, let's say, okay, so nine months would be, okay, well, no, nine months would be December. We flattened the curve. You know what? Let me be fair. Okay. If my, mo- my if my wife was okay with it, I would love to go to Beverly Sundubu House. Sundubu means is so, uh, is like S O O N tofu T O O F U. It's the tofu uh, you know stew. Yeah. I would love to go to Beverly Sundubu. Somewhere I've been going for thirty something years, forty years, because it's like a hot pot food. Clean right. people in general are very very clean people. I'd sit in the corner somewhere, eat. You know, I'd have fucking Lysol things spraying to fucking block me like a force field. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, I mean, yeah. but now could be in the entire family go to Dave and Buster's, you know, because I'm endorsed by Dave and Buster's. Could we go to Dave and Buster's? No. How the fuck could right. we? Imagine how many people touch Speed of Light, the game that I love to play and all the other games. It's just, yep. it's unfortunate, oh you know, God, the way we live. Buttons. You know, um, even when the vaccine comes, imagine FDA has got to approve it. It's got to go through clinical trial testing. Then it has to go through, like my buddy who got, who got infected because he was early. They said, hey, would you like to be, um, would you like to try out to be one of the people for an antibody? And the vaccine. He's like, yeah, sure. So he actually told me he was accepted and they already did testing on him so they could get, you know, his antibodies and mm-hmm. stuff and everything. Now, with that said, um, this may sound fucked up too, right? I know Japan has been working on a vaccine for a long time mm-hmm. yep. or for longer than anybody else. And uh, I'm not taking no American vaccine. I'm not taking anything that Johnson & Johnson makes. I've never had a flu shot in my entire life. Me neither. If I had to take a vaccine, or, and I, I'm thinking about it just because of what this, how serious this is, and because I fall into that age group, 47, slightly overweight. Mm-hmm. You know, um, no pre-existing health conditions, but the obesity I've noticed, and they're not talking about it enough on CNN and all the other shit. I decided to follow, this is how fucked up I am, Jeff. I'm sorry. I decided to follow about 20, 25 people who died, meaning local newspapers, any kind of information I could, anything that had a little bit more information than just, oh, they died in the city. Yeah. All 20 people. 
or slightly overweight. Wow. Or overweight. You know what I mean? You got to get on that bike, man. Yeah. No, but what I'm saying is, no, Jeff, what I'm trying to say, I'm being honest with you. If you're supposed to be 170 and you're 200, 210, it ain't like, you know, you could still wear a t-shirt size above you. It's not a big deal, but you know, you're at risk yeah. and you yeah. are because it's, it's the showing. definition of obesity in America though, is very different than the medical definition of obesity. And that, like you said, like 15, 20 pounds overweight, most people don't think that's obese. Most people just think like that's normal chubby. Yeah. No, that's obese. Yeah. And, 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 and it could kill you with this disease. Notice, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's an issue. It's for some reason it does that. So I saw the guy who was 102 years old who survived. He survived the Spanish uh -huh. flu, survived this. He's skinny as hell. I know people are like, oh, yeah. no, I'm just saying, I'm just being honest with you, you know? Yeah, just look at the facts. So with that, I think uh, 12 months from now, you know, I mean, you know, look, man, this is where people are like, listen, man, I, I got to turn this, this podcast off because Ben's just starting to get a little too crazy. You know, when you have a lot of free time and I've had a good amount of free time, but I'm still also thinking of content for my podcast. I'm thinking, well, that's how I eat now. So I got to be, you know, interesting. My podcast numbers have gone up. They've shot the fuck up. Yeah. You know, I'm in the top 20 yeah. now, you know, and this is insane how many podcasts are out there. And I'm in the worst category. I'm in business. So I'm going against like mm -hmm. Gary V. I'm going against all these big people who've had these things for years before me. So the people who could survive the longest throughout this and just, mm -hmm. just do whatever they can to keep their business afloat, even if they're shut down, whatever, they're the ones that are obviously going to thrive, you know, because they've outlasted everyone else. come back. Yeah. Um, the thing is this, I noticed that Virgil Abloh had said, uh, streetwear is dead. Mm -hmm. When I first saw him say it, I was like, man, go fuck yourself, Virgil, man. So, 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 what a pompous thing to say, you know, you being at, at Louis Vuitton now, blah, blah. And then I saw the interview about why he said it and, and everything he said was true. Now mm -hmm. let's go to the literal term, the literal term. Look, man, fuck streetwear. Yo, Gucci, Chanel, yeah. these companies are taking Fashion. billions yeah. of dollars of losses. You think even a rich person is going to be like, you know what? I'm going to go buy that fucking you know, $12,000 Balenciaga jacket. I'm going to go buy – dude, ain't no one going to do that. These rappers right. who are my clients, these guys, they spent so much money in the first two, three months of the year because they thought they had their Coachella, their Rolling Loud checks, their fucking you – know, their festival checks, their tour checks. Guess what? 90% yep. of those guys didn't get their, their money. Some of them had to get upfront certain things like I know like you – know, I don't want to say – fuck, I almost said people's names. I don't want to put their – but. Some people I know, they, they got a $700,000 advance, you know, they're like, all right, boom. Mm -hmm. And hey, look, at, I'm going to work. Well, you know, it's time for work. I'll work. They can't get that money. You know, the, the, the promoters can't get their money back to those guys. They gave it to them. But a lot of people, they were banking on those checks, you know, like, yeah. like right April 1st, right before Coachella, they're going to get their big fucking chunk of check. Yep. And now Coachella and now not happening. postponed. Guess what? Coachella ain't fucking happening. You think there's going to be 100,000 people in the desert in, in October? Go fuck, no get, get fucking real. So with <laughs> yeah. that said... I'm starting to see rappers, their entourage. Now, a lot of them, they don't realize that, okay, well, you know, shit, I got 300 grand. I ain't tripping, you know, 300,000 in the bank. I got, you know, 80,000 in cash, $100 bills chilling here. All right, dog, look, bro, you got eight guys in your crew. Right. Do you know how long that's going to last, bro? Not very long. You know, even mm -hmm. if you guys eat fucking Chick-fil-A on a regular basis or whatever, I mean, you have to be honest, you know, like- it, Yeah, you got to look at the long term. I'm starting to see the above 35 people Mm -hmm. not panic because panic ain't cool for hip hop, right? You can't panic. You can't be a bitch. I see them starting to be very concerned mm -hmm. and they're wondering, yo, man, when do we go back? And they get upset anytime someone talks about, oh, we're going back in June. Fuck, man. We need to go back now. Oh, we said we're going back in August. Nah, fuck that shit, dog. We need to go before. And then now they're saying September. Look, man, yeah. Trump went from saying Easter mm -hmm. to saying, oh, well, I'd like it. And then he just made this whole speech about August, September. Look, man. Yeah. The same people that told me it could happen in Easter are the same fucking people. Fauci was like, 
yeah, August to September, uh, we'll see. Now, right. let's just say my store opens back up in August. Mm-hmm. You think anybody's going to the motherfucking mall, bro? I mean, I'm right. being honest, Doc. You know, you think anybody is going to the fucking mall, let alone to buy jewelry? I mean, I, yeah. I'm in the luxury business. I understand this. I withstood. I, 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 I lived through the first recession, which was the worst recession any of us had ever seen. There was an issue. You were in the issue too. There was an issue at LTD, which I miss so much. Probably my favorite magazine in the history mm-hmm. of magazines. Shout out Hawaii Mike. Hawaii Mike said, you know, on the last page, they have the, he has like a, a like a, a so shit, not the outro. It's like the last words. Yeah. And he said, nobody in the history of our time, our parents' history, no one has ever seen anything like we've seen right now. And this is like, you know, in the middle of it, like late 2008, early 2009, like no one's ever seen no shit like this. And I spoke about it on my podcast. I almost gave up on being a jeweler. It was the worst situation I've ever fucking been in my entire life. This shit is going to be way worse than that. Way, like a hundred times worse. Yeah. So yeah. I applied for the SBA loan uh, last week. Mm-hmm. If you know what yeah. the SBA loan is, the person, not not the, the paycheck loan, but the, the SBA loan is a uh, small business yeah, loan. You could borrow yeah. $100,000 and it's uh, 30 years interest free. So mm-hmm. for like, if you borrow $200,000, it's $800 a month for the next 30 years, right? Which is yeah. great, amazing. If you, if you qualify, they go up to, up to 300000 At 300000 is $1,200. So it's $400 for every 100000 right? And mm-hmm. uh, the way my small business works, because we have Ivanco, I have my, um, my company, which I won't say because it's a corporation. I don't want people to Google. But uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, um, I think I qualify for like, you know, a good amount, but that is going to help and serve as oxygen for me because 800 bucks a month ain't really, you know, it ain't that bad. So it's like, all right, that will at least help for, you know, for whatever other uncertainties. But, you know, I, I have a savings, I have everything else. It's just, you know, if I look ahead in a year, a month ago, I thought, oh man, for sure by the end of the year, you know, boom. And I wasn't really being real. And it's like, mm-hmm. shit, you know, so me, I just can't take no L's, you know, I'm going to figure out a way yeah. somehow to, to, to make money. You know, there, there's, there's guys that I know in the recession that have made $20 million from shorting markets, you know, selling fucking masks, right. whatever, things like that. So, you know, I, I, I just, Hey man, I may not act Word. like it. I'm scared. Word, man. Well, yo, Ben, thank you for your time. This was an amazing interview. I hope you and your family stay safe and I hope to, uh, I hope to see you one day in, in real life again. Man. <laughs> <laughs> like this year it would be nice. Fuck. You know what? Honestly, I think that, uh, I think airplanes will be up by the end of the year. I don't know how people are going to fly, but yeah, you know, I mean, it's yeah. Jeff, I, listen, man, I, I know uh, we're ending the show. I just wanted to say um, I uh, have grown to admire you much more this year in the last, uh, Thanks, in the last you know, few months. And uh, even your, your, I said this uh, recently, I said, Hey man, imagine living in a world where everyone agreed with you, you, you know, it'd be fucking shitty. You, you know, if you had no one to like, you know, and I say that because I asked you, I said, Oh, how come you and your wife don't want to have kids and certain things and whatever? Mm-hmm. Not, not everyone's going to be like, you Not everyone's going to be like me and you may look like yeah. twins. We may look alike, mm-hmm. but we live totally different lives, but we yeah. still come as one in harmony. And I just yeah. want to say in the last one year, I think me and you have come closer as yeah. colleagues and everything else. And looking at you from afar, I just really, really, super respect who you are as a businessman, who you are as a husband, who you are as a person in society. I think you're an amazing person, Jeff. I just want to tell you that, man. That means so much, man. And and the feelings mutual from my side, for real. All right. I think that's why we, we've been getting close because I think we see like the yin and the yang in each other, you know? Right. No no, no pun intended, yang. <laughs> but I, also, I also hope that you see past any facade or any type of internet behavior. I mean, I think you do see, you know, truly like, you know, who yeah. who I am. So Word. thank you again, man. All right, man. Yeah, thank you too. All right, peace. Hi, bro.
Hey, thanks for tuning in and listening to this special stay at home series of the business of hype. As always, you can find out more about the show and listen to all the other episodes that we have on hypebeast.com slash radio. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It still helps us tremendously to leave a rating, leave a comment, and share the show with others. I greatly appreciate it. You can reach out to me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Jeff Staple. This special stay-at-home series of The Business of Hype was directed by me and produced alongside Christina Hong. Social distancing was practiced during the making of these episodes, and I urge everyone, stay at home, distance yourself from others, wash your hands, cough and sneeze in your elbow, and don't touch your face. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay inspired, and we will get through this. I'm Jeff Staple, and you've been listening to The Business of Hype on Hype Beast Radio.